This is Jonathan Gilchrist coming to you with the next episode of Chaos, The Final Frontier. In this episode, we watch episode four, which is on Netflix episode three. I'm going to stop talking about this because it gets confusing. I don't want to confuse you guys, but we're watching the episode past prologue. And uh, again, it's me and Artie Weiss this time. And it's just a really fun episode. We uh, talk about my favorite character in all of Star Trek, probably all of science fiction, uh, Garrick who is his first appearance in this episode. And we, um, you know, we just have a lot of fun. We talk about Klingon threesomes, and we actually get into Pokemon for a while. I forget how that came up, but it does happen. Uh, and yeah, we're, you know, just chugging right along. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to let you get into the episode. But uh, follow, uh, you can follow my overall show-ish on um, Facebook, at KS Everywhere on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LastGilchrist1. And you can write the, um, you can write both shows at chaospodshow at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we're coming with you. Um, I Actually, about time this is out, there was a bonus episode that's going to be uploaded. Um, I uploaded on Saturday, so check that out. And then uh, this Wednesday, there will be our first ever three-way chaos is everywhere where it's going to be me mr vice and um the dj madman watching the movie congo uh so please check that out and i hope you guys really enjoy okay well can you hear me yeah, I can hear your stupid-ass voice. All right. I'm in a bit of a different setup. I'm back up in the bedroom this time, so I want to make sure you can hear me on the bed. No, I can hear you, unfortunately. Okay. Well, that's a good way to start off the podcast. Good energy, buddy. Good energy. <laughs> oh, oh, I want you to know, and I, I think this will be entertaining, because you're such a professional, you were trying to figure out when I was going to get on the podcast, you sent me the text message, bitch, question mark. I read it as Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. Just so you know, that's, that was the voice that went through my head. Are you are you ready for me to get, like, all, like, all, like, one and a half people that listen to this to hate me? To hate you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't like Rick and Morty. Boom. Oh, oh I thought you were just going to say you hadn't seen it. That's- Oh my god. No, I've seen a few episodes. It's just not my style. Are <clears throat> the end of it, ready for me to yeah. make them hate me even more? Sure, go ahead. At this point, I'm just trolling, but I'm going to say it anyway, just because I think it's funny. I'm smart to like that show. It's not, it's not smart enough for me. It's just dumb. Oh, stupid comedy. I don't understand why the cops talk about Szechuan songs. See, Rick and Morty is like playing checkers, and I'm like playing 30D chess up in this bitch. 
which is actually very interesting because 3D chess is a big thing in Star Trek universe. Oh yeah, that's what we're watching now, right? The thing with the Ewoks and the um and like Kashyyyk. Right. Yes, Kashyyyk, the Wookies. Yep, all those. Uh, yep. So. Yep, I'm, waiting. I'm still, still waiting to freaking see Han Solo. We already got through one episode. Jesus. Uh, technically, we're on the fourth episode because the first part's a three-parter or two-parter that you didn't see. And still no Han Solo. Wait, are we on episode three or did you watch one without me? It's, it was just no, the There's no way. Yeah, no. We're on... Okay, so the it's screwed up the way the, um, the episodes are loaded up on this. Every two-parter in the series is actually put up as one episode. So when I watch the first episode, it's technically the first two episodes. Oh, I see. But yes, we're on the third episode in the order that they're on Netflix, which I will just take a look. I want to see what the title is so I can tell everybody. Uh, yeah, never mind. Here, you can look it up and tell them what it is. It's the one no, after the one you just watched. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Oh, okay. by the way, did you notice? Uh, did you notice that my... Uh, my beautiful ass was back on Xbox. Yes, I did. Actually, I didn't even think about it. But yes, yes. Back on Xbox. Why? Get Why? a look at this black magic. So Thursday, my power went out for like five minutes, and then it right. came back on. And my Xbox, like five minutes later, turned on by itself. Right. Like I didn't. I didn't try powering it up or anything. It just turned right. on. Okay. Fucking black magic. That is that is witchcraft right there. Yeah, like it was like it was crazy. I didn't um, even um, pray to be Elzebub that week, and it happened. Well, I'm very happy it's working for you, buddy. Yeah, mostly because it helps. It means I don't need to buy the the new Xbox right away, like I was going to. Yeah. Instead, I was able to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a new computer today. Woo! So, I just heard something today that I didn't really know about the new Xbox. But apparently, like, one of the Xboxes from this generation is, like, the Xbox One Series X or something. Like, it's, like, the professional gaming version. So I guess a bunch of people have gone out and bought that thinking it was the new one <laughs> because Xbox is horrible at naming their new generation. <laughs> I find that funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm all synced up here. We're on to – it's called Past Prologue. That's the – um, episode title of what we're watching. Yes, sir. So, in this in this episode, I'm very excited because it actually introduces my favorite character in like all of Star Trek, and he reappears on the show a bunch of times. Yeah, Skywalker. Yes, Luke Skywalker. Sweet. We're gonna finally get to Tashi Station. We're gonna get to see those power converters. It's gonna be great. Let's get it, son. All right. So we're gonna hit play in three, two, one. Play. Lightsaber. Woo! And there's the space station. I love that space station. And right away, we're going to meet my favorite character. He's walking up to Dr. Bashir right now. Ugh. Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Well, just watch, because I can't even... I don't want to over-talk what he's saying, because it's just so good. And when we're done with this conversation, I'll I'll tell you something cool that I found out about this character that I did not a, know. He has like a vagina in the middle of his head. Well, that's how all Cardassians look. That's oh. <laughs> one of the racial slurs um, that you're going to hear a lot on the show 
when people are like defaming the Cardassians, they call them spoonheads. I like it. Yeah. I thought it was clever. Uh, uh, so, as they're talking about, he's the last remaining Cardassian on the station. Because um, like I told you last week, all the Cardassians left after like a 50-year occupation, but he was left behind, and now he's a tailor. Yeah, he's the last of the Cardassians. Right. You know, yeah. Kim is gone, Chloe. Yeah, they're all gone. He's the last Kardashian. Man. But, yeah, go ahead. Maybe not necessarily <laughs> the ugliest one. I mean, without the benefit of, uh, what's it, airbrushing. Oh. Remember, it's just Garrick. Plain, simple Garrick. So he's clearly a spy, as you could probably tell by his demeanor. I mean... Ooh, oh no. Oh, oh. Well, that's inappropriate touching. That's, that's actually the thing I learned. So it was never implied during the show... And they never thought to even ask the like the network if they could do it. But I watched a documentary that takes well, I look back at it like twenty years later, and they said, Nope, we should have made him gay. He clearly should have been gay. He clearly should have been interested in Dr. Bashir sexually, and we just didn't have the guts to try it. So I now every time I'm now the whole time I'm gonna watch the series, I'm just gonna be thinking, Yep, Derek is um, infatuated with Dr. Bashir sexually. Hmm. And I love that idea. Hmm. And it doesn't in one bit change how awesome he is, just everything else, but just adding an extra layer makes him fascinating to me. Huh. This show is actually very progressive. Um, later on, uh, Dax, the um, you know the one, the girl I was, we talked about last time with the yep. spots on her face, she meets um, a scientist who has a symbiote that was... Okay, it's hard to explain, but the symbiote um, of... A, former husband was inside this other female scientist. So like these symbiotes knew each other from past lifetimes and it's like they're, you know, rekindle their romance and they're both women. And for like 1999, that was a big deal. And yeah, so it's a very progressive show in that way. All right, but back onto this. Some Cardassians are doing some bad stuff. Can't remember. See, I only remember this um, this show for this episode for the introduction introduction of Garrick. I can't remember exactly what the whole plot line is. I feel like I'm a horrible host because of that. I mean, he's clearly evil. Right. Get him out. Yeah, better got him out. Oh no. Oh, thank God he made it. I was Star Wars would have been... I don't know why the Empire doesn't use their teleportation technology more to help out their crew members. Oh, no, they know each other. I bet they banged. Maybe. They probably... A lot of people know each other. Everyone knows they bang. It's just not... Bang, bang. Non-stop sci-fi banging. 
Yeah, a lot of people do bang on the show. Yep. <laughs> so that's it. true for all Star Trek. Kirk was famous for banging every alien chick he met. I mean, a man after my own heart, truly. That's like 90% of the mission, to reach out to new species and put your wiener in places it's never been before. Yep. Oh, beautiful in this way. Man, I wish we could discover aliens so my dick could travel to different planets. <laughs> like, that's literally all I want to do the whole time. <laughs> so, just to, just as a, um, like, because you and I grew up nerdy teenagers, so we would have loved this. There's a planet yeah. that they talk about a lot in the show, and I think one episode they actually go to it. It's called Ryza. And the planet is basically... Um, a resort planet, but the native species of that planet will have sex with anybody. You literally show up with this totem saying, a totem that basically means I want to have sex, and they will just be like, okay, let's go. Wow. Like, like if that's not nerd fantasy, you know, wish fulfillment, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but the, the that's also the funny part is because like all these uptight kind of Starfleet officers are constantly talking about going there for vacation. <laughs> See, what they don't tell you about that is that instead of a vagina, it's just one huge tentacle. <laughs> so you're actually the one getting, getting plowed in the butthole. Right. I mean, they never show the actual act, so they might have tentacles. Exactly. No, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, here comes another mean Cardassian. Not the ones that we know, but one of the ones we don't know. Not Koma. This show really does deal with a lot of stuff that I don't... If it had been made a couple years later, I don't know if they would have got away with. Because, like, Kira is a former terrorist... That's how they beat the Cardassians. Like, they use terrorist actions. And they talk about it a lot. And then you think about the fact that this show actually does um, cross-section with 9-11. And it's just, yeah. Just a lot of, you know, stuff that I don't think you would see today. I don't know if you could make a show with a hero terrorist. Still don't know how I feel about the captain. His acting's not really convincing me yet. He doesn't feel nope. very captain yet. Yeah. He, like, yeah, he's really, he really comes into his own, I think, when he feels more comfortable. Like I said, I think I told you that. I, I talked about it in the first episode. Did mm -hmm. I tell you about the whole controversy with his yeah. his whole look? Okay. Yeah, he really does come to his own. <laughs> All right. that, but it's also, at this point, we're four episodes in. He's still got to find his feet. Yeah, Most of the show does. No, that's so. fair. I just, I don't know. For some, it just, I don't know. Like, even though there's obviously a whole bunch of different characters on on these shows, like right. Picard, for for example. Like, I only saw a few oh. Star Trek episodes, but like from the few I watched, you could, you, I mean, obviously we're, obviously we're talking about an amazing actor and all, like, but just like with Picard, it's like you you felt. The like you felt the captaincy, the power. 
Yeah. You're like, I think you especially in charge, but like for he, this guy just, I don't know, he just feels like another crew member. Well, I think part of it is part of where the story is because you got to remember he's like a few weeks into a space station with a planet that really didn't want them there, but kind of had no choice. Mm. So he's constantly playing that. But I think later, once you get especially into the years where there's a big war, he really like comes into his own, has to take command. Mm. And I think it's just an evolution, which is why I like the show, because he does evolve so much. Gotcha. I don't know, man. He's no Yoda. Yeah. Plus, there's also, for this show, even though, you, like I said, you've only seen a few episodes of Next Generation, um, the first season kind of feels like just a continuation of Next Generation. Like, the episodes don't feel as gritty and dark as they're going to get. Mm. So it, it just takes a little while for it to get its own voice, kind of. But this is a pretty good episode now that I remember that he's there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely bang. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm not going to spoil it, but as I'm watching the episode, it's occurring to me what's going to happen. It's one of the bad parts of having a memory like I do. I I don't forget TV shows, and as I rewatch them, it just all comes back to me slowly. But I won't spoil it for you guys, especially you, my friend. Thank you. He's had enough killing. It's all good. No, he's doing it for a good reason. That means it's okay. You see, I think this is a good scene to explain exactly what I was talking about. His position as the captain is like, at this point, his first officer doesn't care about him, like, doesn't respect him in the way that she will. Right. Coming up. Yeah, she doesn't give, she doesn't give two craps. No. For anybody that's not watching along, we just saw Lieutenant Kira talking to an admiral about what just happened in the sick bay. If you're the admiral, you gotta be like, "Who the hell is this person calling me?" Seriously. This is something I would love for them to explore somehow. Like if they ever did like a prequel show to this, or like maybe more of the newer Star Treks. But um, one of part of O'Brien's backstory is that he was like a soldier on the front lines the last time the Cardassians and Federation were in a war together. And you get snippets of stories, but you don't ever actually like know the whole thing of what happened or how it worked. So I think a, a previous show that talked about his experience in the war would be kind of cool. <laughs> I think you have a problem there. That woman interrupted me. I'll kill her <laughs> immediately. Listen, you gotta get your house together. Get your house together. Keep... Keep your second in command on a leash. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because um, as the series goes on, there's a movie that comes out in the middle of it where um, they change the Starfleet uniform. 
and it's part of like the continuity when they do the different uniforms on the in the movie the next season of Star Trek Deep Space Nine they have those same uniforms hmm. but the Bajorans never get a better uniform and they always look sort of like a onesie if you really pay attention to their uniforms <laughs> because no one cared about Bajor in that movie it was all about Earth and the Borg and everything else he's evil well, he's Cardassian and he's wearing a uniform. Usually, Cardassians are evil. I bet those were hard to get off when you had to go poop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but I'm just guessing based on what I've heard about the other costumes in the show. Ooh. Ooh. He's trying to big dick him. Pretty much. Yeah. I really do find... like We have a problem. You're, yes, you're right. It is a problem. Unless you just hand him over, then it won't be a problem anymore. Your move, small human dick. I think this is something you don't get to see very often because or nowadays because shows have 10 episodes a season to build stuff. This has, like, every season has about 25 episodes, and they spend the first three years building up to this gigantic war. And, like, but because they have all that time, you just get so much backstory and so much, like, of this kind of stuff, which I know can be kind of dull, but it's also kind of fascinating that they have this much time to build backstory of, like, they did this to us, well, we did that to them, well, they did this to us, you know? You just don't usually get stuff like that anymore. Yeah. Also, oh, I will admit though. That being said, because they had twenty-five episodes to fill, you also get a few episodes a season that are basically just filler, um, which could still be fun, but they're just not necessary for the plot of the whole overall show, really. Oh, I don't like the guy at all. <laughs> but when we get to those episodes, we'll just make fun of them even harder. She should be relieved of her duties. You have a very strong opinion for your second episode. Yeah. Well, like the the, the episode's like barely, barely we're barely into it, and she's already like undermined her superior, basically yep. fraternizing with someone who's with a known criminal. Yep. Like, well, to be fair to her, the guy is a known criminal, but he's a known criminal to Cardassians who are basically space Nazis. So how much are we really upset that she's fraternizing with a known criminal? She's still, like, disobeying her, like, her position. That's true. No, you're completely right. That's the whole point of, that's kind of the point of this episode, is exploring her and Captain Sisko's relationship. And it's actually, I love their relationship because it gets even more complicated because... Um, I, it, it hasn't come up yet, and it, it slowly does throughout the season. But because Captain Sisko was the one to discover the wormhole and talk to the aliens inside, he's actually a religious figure to the Bajorans now. He's basically like they're kind of like, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to be offensive, but it is kind of the way they kind of play it up. He's kind of like their Jesus huh. or a prophet. 
and yet yeah. she does this to him. Right. And she believes in that religion, and so their relationship becomes like, when do I treat him like my captain, and when do I treat him like my religious figure? So, but yes, it is kind of interesting knowing that, that she at this point is trying to undermine him. Also, I feel like this guy's finished with the Tan Ma, like, uh, like Han Solo is no longer a smuggler. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll give that shit up, totally. Yeah, no, that's not what the whole episode's about at all. <laughs> I mean, what? Don't worry, I'll find a way to save you from my superior. Mm-hmm. By the way, take your pants off. Oh, here's a good example of, um, of like Star Trek, the next generation kind of bleeding into Deep Space Nine. These two are really big villains on Next Generation. And actually, in the movie that came out in 93, they're like the main villains in that movie are actually killed in it. But the fact that they're there kind of shows you that they're still playing by Next Generation rules, like using their villains and their characters because they're trying to establish, you know, they're in the same universe. Plus, they have alien boobies, which who doesn't love alien boobies? <laughs> there was a really funny um, uh, back in the day, like Spike TV commercial, where they, when they first got the rights to rerun Star Trek: The Next Generation, and they had a cutout of one of them, and one of the guys just turns, in like a writer's room, turned the other guys like, "Hey, would you?" And like, really? That's 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 how we're going to promote Star Trek. <laughs> okay, fine. <clears throat> Wow. People who are in like deep crap really have a tendency to find this place, don't they? Pretty much. It's kind of how it's like played up. It's kind of like the very edge of society. You know what I mean? Like when you're on Earth and there and there's episodes where they talk about Earth as basically a paradise where nothing goes wrong except for when it does, but I won't get too much into the <laughs> spoiler code. Um but they talked about this place like, yeah, that's not paradise. There's, you know, warring factions. Um, later on, we're going to get some more terrorist groups that attack the station specifically. It, it's, it is basically the Wild West, which is the whole kind of point. Ooh, that was an interesting line. I'm, I missed it. It was a line. You know, Cardassian law may have been brutal, but it was simple. Yep. Cardassian Law is really funny, and they do talk about this more, but I think you'd enjoy this. When you get accused of a crime in Cardassian um, court, you are told before the trial ever begins what your verdict is. Wow. Like, you are already guilty. In fact, if you're going to their court, you are guilty. The whole point of the trial is to make the Cardassian society feel better because they get to watch justice be done. But everybody knows you're already guilty. And probably they're going to be executed. Wow. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. I don't know, Derek. <laughs> what is going on here? That's how he talks. He's always talking about double speak. If I ever like write a book again, 
I'm going to try and steal Garrick's character because I love the way that he talks all the time. Like, I legitimately can't tell if he was just being pervy. Because he was <laughs> just like, oh, they're, they're, their outfits are quite, uh, quite intriguing. Yeah. They deserve to be studied. Hmm. No, there's a, like, he's based, he's kind of like the Joker in a way, because there's a whole episode where he gives you, like, five different backstories of his life, and he, um, like, at the end, he asked, or Dr. Shear asked him, like, was any of what you told me true? And he said, Doctor, everything I told you was true. And he's like, uh, even the lies? Especially the lies. So, oh, <laughs> like, no. that's his whole character in a nutshell. Oh, no. I'm I'm sure it's nothing. He's he's done with violence. Oh, <laughs> For a second there, I thought they were going to roughly make love to him against his will. That would be very clean under them, yes. Ooh, you just got caught. I really want to know. I should look this up at some point just so I can talk about it on the show. I want to know how much that shot of him changing costs every time they do it. Two point five million. It, it couldn't be, like, like with, I don't know what a TV budget was back then, but it couldn't have been cheap in 1999. Like, it's really good graphics. To the point where it still holds up even 20-something years later. Like, it doesn't look ridiculous. She's like telling him right to his face, basically. You know, I gotta let you know. At first, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to succumb to what I exactly what I want. <laughs> Did you get that line? Did you hear what he said there? Yeah. That's really funny. Good. Job. Yeah. Way to go! Finally, <laughs> that was the first acting like thing I've seen him do. Oh, man. That's, that's one of the... Yeah. Oh, it would be so valuable to have. You could just spy on everybody. Ooh. Hell, I say, I say, send her to the Cardassians. Just send her. That's what she gets. How dare you go over your captain's head? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Well, he's dead. I, I was covering them so lingerie. <laughs> I meant no offense. I just thought you guys would look good in lingerie. I wasn't trying to get you to wear it in front of me or anything. Sniff you and just... I don't really like the double speak. Oh, oh, they're getting feisty. <clears throat> Oh, 
Ooh. Ooh, okay. he's playing Game Boy. <laughs> ladies, ladies, please. I have enough dick for everyone. Let's haggle. Let's haggle. Indeed. Now, oh, here we go. They're going to bang. I don't know why you're so. Like, you do realize this is a uh, TV 14 at that show I'm not, from the 90s. You're, gonna, you're not going to see it. I'm just saying, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I kind of do know what's going to happen. You're right. They're just going to bang. They're going to bang it out. <laughs> At least she recognizes that she's annoying. Yeah. There isn't really a character on the show that I don't like. And there's usually one that you'd like hate. But, yeah, you know, there's nobody on the show I don't like. The doctor took a while to grow on me. But no, I agree like with you 100%. On. I agree with you 100%. There's not a single character I like. Right. That's 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 what I said. Shut up. God, it's like my fifth rewatch. You just insulted my childhood. Oh wow! How does someone get that high up in the Federation if they hate it? I don't get it. Okay, so. Technically, and I, they try to make this clear, she doesn't work for the Federation. And why she's she the first officer? Well, she's the first officer because she is the highest-serving military officer of the Bajorans. So technically, she works for the Bajoran government, and she is their highest-ranked military officer on the station, which automatically makes her the second-in-command. Then she has no right to go over the captain and try to talk to a higher-up in the Federation. She's not even a part of no. it. <laughs> Which is the whole reason he got so pissed. You're right. Um, I, yeah, I hate, I hate this person. <laughs> and that does come up later, where basically the government can say, "Hey, we're going to remove our personnel and move them around." So, how do you know I won't just go back to the captain? Because, because, you hate because you hate each other because you've already betrayed his <laughs> trust. Because you're a piece of crap, that's why. Oh, my goodness. Don't worry, Garrick's back on the scene. We're good. Thank God, that evil son of a bitch. <laughs> I, like, I swear to God, every time I see the actor's name on one of these episodes, I just light up because I'm like, oh, good, we're going to see Garrick. I think the character's worth five seconds. It's a good episode if he's on there. I will say they're doing a very good job of showing me not a single person on here is actually good. Yeah. Well, everybody's a shade of gray on the show, yeah. which is why it's, uh, which is again, why it's so different and it becomes even more so than next generation. Cause everybody's so good on next generation. You know what I mean? Like everybody's a hero kind of. Mm. That's actually why this this show is really loved by some people but hated by other Trekkies because this show kind of 
in a lot of ways abandons the utopia version of Star Trek, which like Next Generation, the original show did, mm-hmm. where like technology always saves the day, everybody always gets along. This show, not everybody gets along, they're usually fighting, and technology usually screws them over in some way or another. Gotcha. And uh, so look at that high resolution computer for 300 years from now. For shizzle. <laughs> Well, I'm just showing what you were seeing on that screen. I swear to God, it was just Oregon Trail. I was just trying to beat Oregon Trail. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a really funny episode, like a Halloween episode in Simpsons, where they get abducted by aliens, and they're going through all this stuff that they give. They're giving the family, and they say, "Here is a uh, video version of your game of table tennis. Your primitive paddles were replaced by these squares." <laughs> <laughs> And they all laugh at him because it's pawn. And they're like, if anyone hears from a species that has um, mastered intergalactic travel, raise your hand. <laughs> so maybe that's the best they could do. They they got travel, but all they could keep from video games was pawn or Oregon Trail. See, look, the doctor's being a good... Starfleet person, he's going to his captain like, "Hey, yeah. this weird guy just approached me." Yeah, no, that's fair. He's just a just a pervy hound dog. Although they haven't made reference to it once yet, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> what can I do? What'd you say? I said he's basically like, "What can I do for you?" I'm playing Pokemon. I'm a Game Boy. <laughs> Gotta catch. Oh, man. Okay, I'm gonna go Zubat. I was trying to think of a specific Pokemon, and they all left my head. I mean, Zubat's a good choice. It's a great Pokemon. And I'm not being sarcastic. It's legitimately a great Pokemon. Eventually evolves into Crobat, which is fantastic. But I digress. I haven't, I haven't played Pokemon in a while. I didn't know Zubat involved in anything. Yeah, well, it's always, dude. Come on now. Since since it first, it's always evolved into Golbat since like if since first generation, and then after that, it eventually got a third evolution, Crobat, which is a great Pokemon. I know we're supposed to be talking about Star Trek, but I do have a legit question about Pokemon. Did Onyx ever get an evolution, or yes. is it still just Onyx? It's Onyx and then okay. Steelix. Okay, I didn't know. That was second generation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to admit, I got more into Digimon than I did Pokemon. That's because that's just, wrong. That's because you're wrong. I'm actually rewatching Digimon right now. That's because so. you're wrong, sir. <laughs> Digimon Digital Champions. All right. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll table that. Maybe that'll become its own thing later. No, I refuse we'll to start that. <laughs> Harry carry on my ass. <laughs> oh. Yeah, who are you going to betray? Huh, Kira? Huh? You know who she's going to betray. Did you just drop your phone? No, no, I dropped an amp can. 
Oh, okay. It's the thing that oh. it's the thing that wakes me up for work in the morning. Yeah. Mine is just an alarm, and then I just slowly try to regain my consciousness. Uh. <laughs> Did you enjoy the the Jordan ostrich? Indeed. Sometimes even until it drowns. Mm. <laughs> That's a stupid ass animal, then. I mean, turkeys, like domesticated turkeys, sometimes drown just by looking up at the rain. <sighs> that might be an old wives' tale, by the way. I might not be right about that, but I always heard that was something that could happen. I highly doubt that's true. It's specifically, if it is true, it's specifically ones that are um, captive turkeys because they've been so inbred that oh. that's stupid. But I, I might be wrong. That makes more sense. Come in quickly, doctor. Yes, I'm the doctor. Get behind this curtain where no one can see you or hear you. Are you ready to watch me have a threesome with two Klingon women? I know that's what you're into. Oh. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Three somewhat two Klingon women. Yeah, stop being so nosy. Yeah. You get the very big um, impression this is not the first time he's done something like this. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. When you have the answer ready for it's not your business. That, my friends, is what they call a quickie. Make sure you remember that element because actually it's never mentioned again, but still. Hmm. Quite right, Doctor. Yes, I'm a doctor. So for anybody that's not watching along with us, which why wouldn't you be because it's awesome, they basically just found out that Telenos is going to have the ingredients for a giant bomb. Yep. Emphasis on yet. It's an explosive device. <laughs> Not agreed. How dare she sell her own people out? It'd be kind of cool to live on a planet with a bunch of different moons. Ugh, God. But I bet that would screw up the tides a lot. 
Sorry. The reason I brought that up is I'm watching the I'm watching with the um, closed captioning and you talk about Bajor eight and I just realized, oh, they've got like eight moons. That's neat. Oh, they're moving into the runabout. Probably about to do it. Yeah. You can see the place where you plug in your iPod right there. <laughs> Dead quiet. I love the fact that because there, there's probably a, like a classy reason for this, but because it's public domain, the only music they ever play on these ships is um, classical music or stuff they made up for the show. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta think somewhere in Starfleet, there's one disturbed fan who is like, no, play a disturbed sound of silence. I love that cover. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bird of prey. Ooh, Klingons, wow. You'll, you'll I have to bird of prey is my favorite ship in Star Trek. Why are we meeting Klingons? No, we already know. Remember, we were there for the whole conversation. Oh, that's right, yes. Mm. Hey, look, there's the Klingons. Gold-pressed. Mm. I just realized, this is this episode, like I said, the next time you see them is in a movie where they die. But in that movie, they also help a guy get a bunch of stuff for a very powerful weapon that can destroy a star. How the hell do they keep coming up with all this stuff? Lots of drugs. <laughs> like, they constantly have the materials to blow... Like, blow up a star, blow up an entire uh, sector of space. Yeah. Like, it really does give you an idea of just how dangerous that, like, that that imagined world, that imagined universe really is. Because, like, literally, yeah. literally something's about to, like, a planet's about to be destroyed or something. Literally every episode, basically. I mean, pretty much. How did they know? No, man, not the Klingons. Ooh! Palm strike! Uh, There's a lot of palm strikes in Star Trek. Like, they've already flew away from the planet, but they're still close enough where he could kill everybody on that small moon. Yeah. Man, who could have saw this coming? I mean, once we knew that the the makings of a bomb were really in place, that's kind of what was going to happen. You mean to tell me she tried to trick him and got found out? God, what a plot twist. No, the twist is what the bomb's actually meant for. But I won't, like I said, that's still only a few minutes away, but I still won't tell you what it is, but it is kind of really interesting what he's doing. Hmm. 
So we're finally allies. Mm -hmm. Huh. I just realized that that guy has the name of a character that like comes in like season five or six and becomes very important by the end. But it's obviously a name they didn't plan on reusing. I just find that interesting. We may have to shoot them down. I mean, the girl on there is a piece of crap anyways, and like just like <laughs> replace her. She needs to be replaced anyway. She goes against you at, at a moment's notice. Like, come on. I mean, it would be kind of screwed up if they killed some a main character in episode number four. <laughs> I mean... I get it. Of. You don't like her, so you would be you'd be okay with it. It's not unheard of. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. I mean, so so if um basically what we just found out from that conversation is this whole plan is to destroy the entrance to the wormhole because if you destroy the wormhole. Bajor loses all of its um, tactical importance. I mean, I don't know if he knows that there's a um, his gods live inside said wormhole. <laughs> but he doesn't seem that concerned with it. So. Not the red button. I love that there's a red button, but I also find it funny that the button's not on the bomb. It's in the control panel of the starship. Yeah. That makes sense, oh, actually. It was the button, the fire button. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to say that explosion looks a lot less impressive for what it was supposed to be able to do. Yeah. That's fair. Watch the language there. My goodness. Listen here, sir. I feel like you've pretty much reached the end of your rope at this point. That's actually some really good acting from this guy. Because, like, you know, like I said, we've only at this point heard about, like, sort of what the Cardassians will do to people. Yeah. But you've completely seen in his eyes in that moment, like, oh, crap. Nope, I'd prefer to be taken by the Federation and put into a nice, cozy prison. The Federation only sticks something up your butthole on the weekends. The Cardassians do it every day. Right. Actually, the Federation basically puts you in what they call a penal colony, but it's basically a day camp. It's, it's beautiful places. They're very nice to you. Yeah. If you have to be arrested by anybody in Star Trek, make it the Federation. Ooh, she just got called a traitor. Aw, snap. It's almost like he was telling the truth. And he, hey, I'll give him credit. He did not say I told you so. He didn't. He should have. <laughs> and there we go. Hey, that's the end.
Yeah. So, like I said, not a bad episode. Definitely pretty intense at the end there with the whole bomb thing. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> you would have liked to have seen less uh, Major Kira because you don't like her. We've already found out. I'm more surprised I didn't see anyone use their Force powers. Well, I mean, they got to spare the Force powers. They only have a television budget. Remember, they can't really afford Force powers. That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, one thing that I wasn't expecting about this, because like I said, I've watched the show a few times now in my life. Right. The fact that I'm doing this once a week makes me really look forward, like back in the old days of watching the next episode. Mm -hmm. Like several times this week, I've stopped myself like I could just watch it beforehand just because and I did it because I was like, no, it's better to just wait for the podcast. Yeah. So that's an interesting side effect. To this. I mean, you technically could, but. Right. All right. Well, I think we're good for tonight, unless you have anything else you want to add. Uh, I would just like to add that you are uh, a piece of crap. Um, right. I hate your stinking guts. Right. Um, well, you don't think Rick and Morty is an intelligent show, so you should just be you know, sterilized so you can't pass on your bad genes. I mean, so, that would require someone to care for me first, so. <laughs> uh, well, I care for you, buddy. Aw, thanks, baby. Well, I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow for our, for, I think, it, like, everything looks like it's going to be our first three-way episode, so it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, wait, is that, that's tomorrow? Yeah, it's supposed to be. What are we doing with that again? I'm sorry, I completely, it's been a, it's been a week, dude. Gotcha. Well, even though technically it's the other podcast, we're going to be watching the movie Congo. Oh, that's right. Okay. I completely forgot about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. On Netflix, right. Well, I will. No, it's on uh, HBO Max, but I'll make sure you got the stuff. Okay. Do it cool. more about. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, and uh, thanks for doing this again. Yeah. No. Thank you. It was. It was. It was. It was very average. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I I can't wait to show you some of the episodes. There's there's an episode coming up that's going to be really fun. I'm, where I'm, you know, never mind. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm very not worried. I don't even care at all. I couldn't care less. I hate you. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Good night. Stay classy. Good night, everybody.